I am Matt Jennings from 1701 Upload Story, and you are listening to the Sci-Fi Sisters. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, where we give you our point of view. I'm your host, Tamia Harper, and I'm joined by my sisters, Yvette Blackman-Tom. Hello. Sabrina Wood. Whoop, whoop. And Fran T. What's happening? (laughs) What's happening is that we got a good show today. We have a friend of ours that we are really, really excited to talk to. He's an actor, a producer, and a writer. And you've probably seen his short movies in circulation on YouTube. He's the creator of 1701, A Blurred Story. And he's a deer, and he's with us today. He's Matt Jennings. Hi, Matt. Hey, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. Um, I've been wanting to just get in and just talk with you guys for since you came into existence. Uh, <laughs> and this is just this is a highlight of my year. So oh, I mean that seriously. I'm not Aww. being phony. So. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yes. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> we left so. Um, Sabrina got to meet you out at STLV. Um, I unfortunately did not get to meet you, but she came back telling stories and gave us the link to 1701 Blurred Story. Um, and right, because and, and I saw episode one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and I was hooked, and it's so amazing. And then I saw episode two, and I was even more hooked. And I'm waiting patiently for episode three. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. I'm being very patient. I want you to know that I have not stalked you and I haven't sent you things in the mail, but we're getting close. Yeah. So, <laughs> so can you tell folks a little bit about um, uh, 1701, A Blurred Story? Because I just love it. Absolutely. Uh, first off, thank you for for watching and and taking a look and taking a chance i appreciate it thank you for anyone out there who's listening to this and has also watched i genuinely appreciate it um 1701 it started as a solo show um i did a solo show uh 10 years ago at the long beach playhouse in california Mm. and it was uh just about my life it was autobiographical it was about different things that happened in my life key moments um, that helped to form my identity and who I was at that point in time. Um, and Star Trek was kind of the backdrop. So I used a lot of Star Trek references to explain certain things that would happen in my life. Um, the centerpiece of of the stage was the captain's chair. Uh, so the captain's chair was where I would do my monologues and I would be different characters in my life. I would be my cousin, Margaret. I would be my mom, my dad. Um, and throughout the story different star trek characters make appearances as well captain kirk has a moment where he's giving me advice Guinan has a moment where she's mm-hmm. giving me advice um 
And that was the genesis of the story. And so I did it again uh, at the New York Fringe Festival in 2015. Um, and when that when that was coming about, I remember the person that was heading at the festival got interviewed and uh, he said, you know, we have an eclectic uh, selection of shows this year for the French festival. And he said, where else are you going to see a show about a gay black nerd professing his love of Star Trek? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, nice. Mm -hmm. Which was like, for one, it was like good press. I was like, I wasn't expecting that shout out, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like, also as well, you know, I realized that in that statement, uh, that person was kind of indirectly saying that to be, to be black, to be queer, to be a nerd, to be a Trekkie, to be these things was still some kind of anomaly for some reason. Right. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's, it's not an anomaly. It, it just is. It is. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. just are. Like we yeah. we're all over the place. I mean, yes. look at Stacey Abrams. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. President of Earth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to her, you know, for for right now, we're we're in a like she got us some votes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. come on now. So yeah. um I think, you know, after that my my boyfriend at the time had said to me well have you thought about turning that into like a, a series and I was like I don't know how I would do that but um a couple months later I came back with a script for the pilot um and after the pilot I was already thinking about what I wanted to do with the second episode and I think what I did the difference between the stage show and the the web series itself is that the web series, I think there's a lot more stuff that I wanted to tackle in regards to just being queer and Black. Mm -hmm. um, and what what comes with, with that and this, mm -hmm. the discussions that come out of that and the, the discussions that we should be having that, in my personal opinion, in the queer community, we're not having those discussions. Mm -hmm. um, at least not as a as a whole community, I think as people of color, I think we have that stuff happen to us all the time. But yeah. I think in a wider sense, once that kind of stuff comes up, I think we shy away from it. And it's mm. for me, it's like, you know, we 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 are a rainbow. Mm -hmm. right? At the end of the day, where every shade and every shade needs to be represented and voiced. And I, I don't oh, think yeah. we're quite we're not there yet. And and I know that. And happy pride as well. I'm not saying this to be to be a negative. I'm just saying right. that we it's true. Mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. It's truth. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. like even our representation on screen in the queer community, uh, in terms of people of color, I think we still have some work to do. It's it's been yep. popping up here. I'm not saying mm -hmm. it has we still got work to do. There were things that I experienced while I was writing the pilot uh that were not so great. Um, that made it into some of the the episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it kind of it all kind of just started to snowball. Okay. Um, and yeah, the episode three, we go even deeper and we deal with the after effects of what happened in episode two. Okay, we break down Matt a little bit and some of his things, things. Um, nice things. yeah 
Oh, I cannot wait. I can't wait mm-hmm. for episode three. I love the fact that you felt, um, you know, just like us, you felt something was needed and you just said, I'm just going to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. I think I liked about the whole thing is that you were like, listen, this needs to be said. No one's saying it. Just like you were saying, you're the queer community is a rainbow and certain people need to, Everybody needs to be highlighted, but I can't wait for you to highlight me. I have to go do it myself. Mm-hmm. And I love that, um, that I think a lot of artists, a lot of us now are like, listen, I don't need you to, to do this for me. I'm just going to mm-hmm. do it myself. And usually right. it's working. I think it's working out well for most people. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm so happy. It's working and, out well. Yeah. I'm very proud I, of you I that you went and audition. did that. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you that you did At that. At your own because table somebody else is out there going oh he sees me mm-hmm, or they mm-hmm. see me or i'm seen this is great mm-hmm. this is something that i need or somebody like me is going oh i never even thought that that would be the issue mm-hmm. you know this is some you know you teaching um a whole dog new tricks <laughs> but yeah you know it's i i'm very proud of you I, I that's why i wanted to have you on i think what you're doing is really good it's really Thank good you. for the community uh, the queer community, the the black community, the Trek community. It's just good for our our fandom, um, and 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 you're a very good, a, a wonderful talent. So that needs to be shined on. Also, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The <laughs> only thing I have a problem with is is that scene when you had all of the um, the uh, black, all of the figures with the black and gray uniforms on, <laughs> and you decided to just swat them off. The, I just cringed. <laughs> I know a lot, a lot of people said that they're like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> oh, oh, God, <laughs> not the black and grays. I know, oh, right? My goodness, <laughs> and they were up there just as nice. I was like, oh, that's nice. And, oh no, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, it was really good, I mean, though, Matt. You know, good job. <laughs> it, you know, it, it it took me a a while. I mean, because you know when when I was. When I was growing up, you know, I mean, it's better now, I think, in some ways to to be a nerd, to be a blurred, to 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 express that now. I think it's better in some ways than it was 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> 40 years <yeah>. ago. <laughs> 50 years ago? I mean, yes. <laughs> it is definitely better. <laughs> it's, it's better now. I mean, you know, when I was growing up, I... I wasn't quite embraced. I didn't feel like I was really embraced by, I didn't feel like I was embraced by the black community, Mm -hmm. um, by the kids. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think the fault there is pretty much, I hold the media responsible for what Mm -hmm. they were showing Mm -hmm. us. Yeah. They were showing young people. Or was it showing? Or wasn't. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because there was a way, there was, a way to be black. There was that's a way right. To, mm-hmm. Yes, and yes. If you didn't fit this, then it must then be you there. Were, mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. even a way to be a geek or a nerd. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And, that mm-hmm. was and it, it didn't look like nobody here. That. No, but no, <laughs> none of us. You know. It didn't even look female. Nope. Oh no. No, right. And then okay. even oh, sorry. No. no. Oh. Um. And then even to um to have some for like Steve, Exer- Steve Urkel, for example, mm-hmm. who yeah. was, you know, 16 year old black kid that was a rocket scientist, mm-hmm. you know, that is, that's amazing. Um, 
However, you know, as as great as that series was, I do think that at the time he wasn't going to be palatable or the higher ups didn't think he was going to be palatable unless he was the butt of the joke. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. they, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, unless yeah, they buffooned yeah. him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. Exactly. I mean, you could have, right you could have put that, that character in, in, in blackface, you know, and, yeah. you know, yeah. Shepard, you could have put it in a minstrel show. Yeah. After I want he, I didn't, I, I stopped watching it. I stopped because I used to watch it the show and then yeah. when they put him to the forefront i'm like okay i can't watch this anymore so stopped mm-hmm. i felt the yeah. same way because i i thought like yeah. you said i was like oh a rocket signed up black kids rock- you know yeah. he's smart yeah but then i was like what is how why is he always mm-hmm. the joke the, the brother you know, and, the joke, only, you and know. then in the end they had to make him like he was a duplicate or something yeah, i don't even the, know i was like yeah. so they couldn't even Pal, you know, I had to make him something else. Somebody to else make to, him, mm-hmm. you know, be he to be okay. He had to be. Yeah, he had to be Stefan or Kel. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I couldn't and, remember the name, but like, couldn't just be Steve. Mm-mm. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. Steve was fine. Steve, Steve was. Steve was fine. Yeah. Steve was the uh, one that was gonna was gonna be having all your jobs in the future. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Matt, know, AI department. <laughs> Well, um, Matt and folks who are listening, if if you all think that it's something being queer and black, try being queer, black, atheist, and a trekkie, <laughs> and a woman. Mm-hmm. Try it. You know, it's like that's my that's those are my things that some things about me. You know, I'm a mother. I'm a friend. I'm an employee. I'm all of these things, but try, try being those four things and look like me. Mm. It's rough, y'all. It, it can be, but I have the kind of personality that, huh, I, you know, I, I, I take it and you know, and I educate people. You know how we, when we get a chance to educate people, we do. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna debate stuff you know i'll talk about it and everything if people want to talk about it but you know it's like well oh you don't look like you um they even say oh you don't look like you're a lesbian well what does a lesbian look like you know i mean (laughs) well we know the stereotypical people want to put on a lesbian being but you know uh uh oh 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 you can pass i'm like i don't try to pass I'm not in the closet about it. I'm I'm out and about about it. I'm out and about about what well, I can't help but be out and about being black. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the atheist part, I'm I'm out and about about that too. And the tricky part, I'm mm-hmm. out and about. I mean, my license plate has, you know, I've gotten so many conversations about that license plate. You know, I was I, I remember it said it's L it's Lieutenant Uhura is on my license plate. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this, you know, I'm in this line at a, one of the uh, stores and this guy, this, this tall, older white gentleman walks up and he's got his face all balled up because he's in front of me and everything. And he looks down at my license plate, you know, and he, he looks up at me and he looks down and he, and the smile breaks across his face mm-hmm. and he says, oh, oh. Your license plate. I love your license plate. So I've gotten, you know, with 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 being who I am and happy pride, everybody out there. 
who wish to celebrate it. You know, it's 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 um, being who I am has opened a lot of doors for me. Has opened a lot, you know. And I see people and speak, and because I'm I'm this I have this extroverted personality, so you know, it's um it's really something to be who I am. And haven't seen me with all those attributes. I haven't seen me anywhere in the media. Mm-hmm. I haven't because yeah. you know being being a black woman atheist, <laughs> no, <laughs> no mm-hmm. but I'm not, you know, I, I, that's a part of me and I'm proud of it. Just as like, I'm proud of me being a queer, mm-hmm. you know, I'm proud of all of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad, you know, this is, uh, it's a, amazing to celebrate who you are. And, and I, I, I kind of resisted the, the label of nerd for a while because you know growing up I mean I was I actually was popular and you know was in with the in crowd and everything but I was always smart and the blurred and and tvs and the books that I read and all that were different from my compadres but uh I had a a a partner at the time and she said you know you're just a nerd I'm like no I'm not you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nerd i'm cool oh, you know then i'm like yeah shit you're right <laughs> <laughs> were you matt were you out with your nerddom when you were young oh no no um <laughs> no so, no. <laughs> no it i so you know i at home it was nurtured um, it was mm-hmm. nurtured. Like, my mm-hmm. mom is the one that got me into to Star Trek. My mom is my mom is a blurred. She uh, watched Star Trek, Stargate, Firefly, Doctor nice. Who. Uh-oh. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Torchwood. Oh, right I now. Love Torchwood. Um, oh, my God. What is that show? It's about the brothers. And they. Oh, Supernatural. Supernatural. Supernatural, like, um, so my mom has always been a blurred, and the story that she told me was I was four or five, and I had, like, a Grover doll, and I was sitting in my rocket chair with my Grover doll, and Star Trek was on the TV one day, and she just put Star Trek on, and the rest was history after that. She's like, I didn't think it was going to stay, but it did. (laughs) And my dad... Um, my dad, who is also a blurred, my dad got me into collecting everything. My dad's got oh. like a, a nice collection of nice. like Batman and Star Trek. And oh, Batman! Um, and he also encouraged me continuing to watch Star Trek and science fiction and movies. And so he, um, I remember the first movie that I knew I I loved movies and. I guess I wanted to be in them in some kind of way was when the matrix came out. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember we set, saw it the first time and my dad said, that was great. Do you want to see it again? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember thinking at 11 years old, I, th- I thought you could only see a movie once for some reason. That was like, oh, that was okay. the logic. Okay. And so he said, do you want to see it again? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go see it again. Um, <laughs> We saw the movie three times, and my dad said to me, Great, you see the Matrix. I want to show you where the influence came from to to make the Matrix. So Ooh, we nice. watched a lot of, I mean, it, 
I know it goes beyond this. We watched Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just he wanted to show me the root of mm-hmm. of where it came from. So cool. Uh, but yeah, my my mom and my dad really encouraged that. So home was the safest space to do it. And then when I was out in the world, uh, it just no one quite got me. I had some friends, I had a very eclectic group of friends who were also nerds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and bless their hearts, they would they would play Star Trek and Star Wars Aww. with me on the ground. Um, and and now they're they're dressing up in in Spock ears. And, okay. Are those your two friends, Bones and I've got, what was the other man's name? I couldn't remember his name. Uh, and Emerson. Emerson. Yeah, yeah Emerson. Yeah, yeah. Emerson. Emerson is, Emerson is my real friend in in real life as well. Okay. Emerson's basically playing himself, but okay. he's very Spockish. Like I, I just saw Emerson today, and he gave me some great advice, and I, I was like, oh, "Okay." Uh, I love Emerson. Emerson. Speaking of speaking of roots of um, the Matrix, have you seen Bound? Have you seen the movie Bound? No. The Wachowski siblings. Yes. Wrote and directed that. They are the Mm -hmm. same ones. Now it's a totally different. It's a totally different vibe. Yeah, but, I'm like, are you talking about Bound, like from way back? Yeah, I'm talking about those. With those the are the Gina, same. Those Gina, siblings. What's her name? Yeah, Gina Gershon uh-huh. and and Jennifer Tilly. Okay, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, those, yeah, the, that was. A, I remember the that Wachowski movie. siblings mm-hmm. wrote and directed that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I they also wrote and directed The Matrix. The Bound was way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, it was. Yeah. You, have you seen that movie, Matt? No. You, know? you need to watch that. it. Dude. Please do. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. you know, I've seen The Bound. I never see I actually I never seen The Matrix. <laughs> Where's your card? Wow. Where's your card? No joke. I'm, my card I'm talking my about card your sapphire card. Oh, my, I, I can you hand bet, over my sapphire card. Sapphire card. I'm not taking it to the car. I only on saw it last year. Right See, she only saw it last year. <laughs> Come on. Oh, don't, take, what? don't take the card. Just cut off a corner. Don't take the whole card. Discount that. Y'all are killing me. I can't. Oh my on God. my list, it was on my list of films I'm embarrassed to say I've never seen. And I got embarrassed to write an article about the newest Matrix, and I had to tell the editor of the magazine that I had never seen any of the Matrix. We did have this conversation. <laughs> and so I said, no, I, I, I came back good. I wrote a story about the Matrix. Is it still as good as it was 20 years ago? I was watching it with fresh eyes. I I, I pitched it. I pitched you did. it. There you go. Okay. There you go. And it it is. You know what? That movie is still as good as it was twenty years ago. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it not is. that you. Would I know. mean, I will tell you. <laughs> no, really, it is a movie no, that you can watch now, and it's it so is phenomenal, so fantastic. It is. It's. It's so. It was so groundbreaking. It is so phenomenal. Everything yes. else that came after it is literally derivative. Mm-hmm, I mean, and mm-hmm. and it's such a snotty thing to say, but it changed 
all of our cinema, our cinematic experience. Every single movie wanted to do and still does a Matrix move. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. it's just seminal. And it was beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Yep. And the, and I mean, and the, and the, the fighting. Just forget about it. If you're anybody who loved growing up with kung fu flicks and stuff, yep. I mean, like, oh my oh, god, every good and just, bad. It's still sick. The choreography is still sick to this it's day. Gorgeous. It's like a beauty. I mean, the the way that they describe it sometimes when they're learning the choreography is it's like a dance, and it's like watching just a beautiful dance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, just um, I know, like I get goose pimply, like just thinking about. It. I remember the first time I saw the Matrix, and I was literally changed. It was one of those moments, like you were never the same again. Mm-hmm. And you saw it in the movie theater, and just like your dad, we went back, like <laughs> we went back, like the next day. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> we're like, we need to see this again. I gotta and see I, this I, again. I saw it in the theater like six times or something. Like we just kept going. It was so mm-hmm. amazing. It was, it was yes. really good. But to go from bound, to go from bound, because, you know, we're still doing the queer thing, to go from bound to that. (laughs) Yes, okay. Keep us on point, Fred. Thank you. Yeah, we're still doing the queer thing here, too. Uh, (laughs) To go Go from bound to the Matrix, because I knew that once I saw that move, I said, whatever they put out again, I'm going to look at. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that it was a sci-fi phenomenon. Was the next thing they put out. I'm like, oh my goodness, these people are the bomb. Yes. <laughs> you know. And then um, since eight, after that, mm-hmm. um, since eight was pretty good. Since eight was wild. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen that one, definitely. Pull that up and uh, take a look at that. Stream that. Binge it. Okay. <laughs> okay, another corner. Another corner. Okay, another corner. That's fine. As long as it ain't my black card, I'm good. No, no, no. Not your black card. <laughs> no, Getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> That's all right. I've got several corners missing from my geek card, too. So we, we're all... Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> a couple of holes got punched in mine and all kinds of stuff you know Sorry. when i tell Sorry. people that i love buffy the vampire slayer mm-hmm. it was like well what is it i'm like it's it's not about vampires actually it's really not about vampires. No, it's not. If, you, if you look at the if you look at the series it really isn't about it's it's meta it's um the thing star trek does the what is the, the alleg- word I'm looking for? Allegory. Allegory. Allegories about oh life. Mm-hmm, okay. With but vampires happen to be in there, and yeah. the little and the girl in there. There's this little skinny blonde chick who just kicks ass. Buffy. You know, so Buffy, <laughs> Buffy. You know, so I, I guess you gotta, you know, kind of, you know, because I I bought all seven seasons of that on DVD. Couldn't wait for it. To, didn't wait for it to go down. Just when it came, went out, came out that day. I went and bought that season. And, oh, you was a you Star know. Trek fan on that one. Oh yeah, I was old, <laughs> oh, and I still have, and I still have all seven seasons of it. Buffy on DVD. I, I still yeah. do. I have Firefly. I have all, you know. Um, Firefly was my shit. Yeah, I was. I you know, just that went too soon. It too went soon. Too yeah, 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 they did. They did it wrong. 
I feel like I should Amen. leave. <laughs> oh, oh, nothing you have she's nothing you have person. said right now. I, I mean, I've heard of all of these, but no, not of them. Well, you were a little busy while most of these shows are on. Like, That's true. Well, well, we like were all, all busy, but we yeah. were all busy. Yeah, I, I was but, no, I yeah, mean, like, I, she was I, like, I was, I wasn't even. In the country, in the yeah, country. you were like <laughs> out of the country, like fighting a wars and stuff. So, like, you oh, is know, that what they all, you, get okay. a, you get a pass. Uh-huh, but they've you. been around. I mean, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fran said, "No, <"Nuh-uh." laughs> uh-uh. it's been twenty years." Okay, <laughs> girl, see, I tried see, to Fran, help you out. I appreciate Fran you. Said, uh-uh. I appreciate you, sister. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. You know, Fran, yeah, you were busy back then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was reading comic books. Sorry. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Exactly. Okay, reading comic books. Okay. Okay, well, talking about ahead of their time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, friend, I'm, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to get us back on track. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it is Pride Month and everything. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, we should we should pay homage. We should celebrate. We should we should look at our fandom and see where where did we get it right, yeah. where did we get it wrong. Like, what did we, you know? Because Trek actually was kind of really, in my opinion, you know, is was a little behind the curve here. So, I mean, it took till disco to get Trek to have an openly gay couple mm-hmm. like happily yeah. married. You know. Yeah. They did a I, couple. They did a couple of episodes that were allegories to it. Yeah, you know, yeah, Riker, of course, was trying was hoeing on the planet with the androgynous person. Yeah, I mean, Jadzia, you know, she was an icon. Yeah. You know, I know. I think that they they tried to legitimately have queer characters. Um, on the show that were not just allegorical. Like I think, in first contact, I think Hawk mm-hmm. was supposed to be queer. Yes, and that that didn't happen. Who? And maybe um, uh, Hawk. The movie or the episode? The movie. Okay. And the movie. Yeah. Um, I think he was supposed to be queer, and I think in the book maybe. Although in the books he he's queer. Yes. Who? But they kill. But they kill him right off. <laughs> He gets killed. Um, Hawk? Yeah, so his Hawk. Hawk, he played it. He was um he died. He was on that that scene with uh John Luke and um and Worf. And the the, when the Borg were on the, hull, the, on the hull on the hull of the ship. Yeah, and he got the silver hair. Yeah, he when they were fighting in space. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, the one with the ice blue eyes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And in the uh, in the books, I mean his his partner that survives him. Um, is is part of the book series, mm. his male partner. So they 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 pushed that along in the in the in the novels. But like you said, it was supposed to be that way, but they didn't they didn't they really flesh it, it out, expand on it. Probably had a lot of pushback from the network too, you know, because it's, well, the studios, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, um, both. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Was Malcolm Reed supposed to be queer as well? You know what? I read that. I heard that. I, I sure did. I'm like, I know I'm not crazy. I thought that I, read I heard that. I, I read never that seen it written down or him say it, but I did I heard, hear I got, that. Okay. I got did not a know big that. Whiff of that. That makes yeah. sense, though. Does that makes sense? Because when yeah. I was watching those early episodes, I was like, "Am I noticing something here that I didn't <laughs> notice before?" Especially <laughs> in the beginning. Especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. you, you know, because I, you know, know. I, I didn't really pay attention to Enterprise, like, you know, Uh oh, I, I didn't, I'm moving. but now I, like, now I'm mm-hmm. trying I'm to, I'm moving, should I move I'm this moving. way? I'm this way. <laughs> either way, either way, I'm, I'm going back, I'm, I'm going into the bird part. They say something I mean, about that. They can never just, I we didn't. never talk bad about I said to the nothing judgmental. I, I said zero judgmental about Enterprise. I said I didn't. But there's always like a caveat when we say Enterprise. So it's just when, when Enterprise, but, I mean, I was just trying to explain my ignorance because I literally mm-hmm. just peeped this vibe like mm-hmm. last yeah. month, you know, and I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like they never, I mean, they never say it. And I, no. I don't know um, if the, the actor, I don't know if Dominic Keating mm-hmm. was making that choice, you know, consciously or anything like that in his performance, but um, I I thought that I heard something about that. Obviously, they didn't go through with. I read it. I read canon. it somewhere. You were now and then back they and watch season one. In a... <laughs> That's right. I got to go <laughs> back now. Number two. three, all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, we they, there were moments where they almost did. There was that uh, that episode which was supposed to be uh, the allegory for for AIDS, I believe. Which was supposed to be a next generation episode that never happened. Mm. Um, and that never came through, I think, because it was the 80s and it was still in the heat mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. Uh, of the situation. So, uh, I mean, I, on one hand, I understand having to battle the network because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that's never an easy. Uh, the suits, never easy the suits. The suits. I mean, mm-hmm. I think about the story, you know, about, you know, actually going for it. Like, I think about the story about William Shatner and Michelle when they were going to do that kiss Mm -hmm. and the suits came down to watch the kiss. And I guess William Shatner kept purposefully messing Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. All they had was the kiss to go with. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, sometimes all it takes is just some bravery and just just going out and doing it um Kinda, yeah you know i like i still appreciate trek for for doing what it did but i do think that in terms of queer I, it's i think if they were doing it because they did they had queer characters on soap operas back in the 80s right they did yeah they did yeah, yeah they did. and they dealt with aids and everything like and back they, then yeah, they dealt with aids on soap operas yep. I, so, so, the AIDS, I don't know I don't... if we can soap operas are always ahead of their time I yeah, don't remember yeah. seeing any yeah. gay characters. Even, even when in I Dynasty, they did, didn't they? Wasn't the oldest? But then they oh, turned Steve back so. into a heterosexual, and never mentioned it again. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, I they, they retcon a lot in soap operas. Yeah. They did do a lot of retcon, but they do. <laughs> yeah, and never mention it again. Matt, who, which, who, what do you think? Which was there a show that did it right for you that you were watching other than Star Trek? Um. Like another version of Star Trek that had good yeah career. some other sci-fi show or fantasy or anybody come close. Um, 
gosh. I'm trying to think. It's probably going to hit me later on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to right? come up with one, huh? It's hard to come up with one. Did you ever yeah. watch Farscape? I I tried. I feel about the Matrix. You didn't even try. Don't even try. You didn't even try. Come on. I was in the movies. I just fell asleep. How could you fall? Oh, I, I always okay. fall asleep. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Farscape. Far you tried with Farscape. <laughs> Buffy had a couple on. That's what I thought. I was. Yeah, they had a, they had a lesbian couple. Right. Buffy had some episodes. Was, that's right. Yeah, they had a, a couple. Put the thing out there for y'all. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, the reason that I brought up Far, the the reason that I brought up Farscape was just because like it was dealing with sexuality in a way that nobody else was doing at that time, and still not doing because um, there were so many different types of 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 people represented there was like you know this really pansexual character like you know there was just all sorts of stuff going on on farscape and Ooh. um a when lot did of farscape people come out farscape was, was in the 90s too oh wow mm-hmm. farscape was yeah. like farscape was doing some stuff man like mm-hmm. it really was like once they settled yeah. down with the with the storyline there was a lot going on so you kind of really have to watch it from the beginning um Mm -hmm. because you know if you try to come in in the middle like there's like there's two different universes like i mean it's like the same universe but then there's the same characters running around in in parallel things and it gets confusing but if you watch it from the if you watch it straight through you can get it you know and that was also kind of like a serialized type of storytelling right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. okay yeah yeah they had some movies too they came out in like the early 2000s they had like a movie or two didn't they like tv movies i, I don't if they did i don't remember watching them mm-hmm. I, I do i do remember watching the series but i don't remember you know but my mom just told me my mom was like nope not farscape thanks mom i love that i do too hi mom hi mom hi mom wave it i love it hey um matt i wanted to ask you i saw that um unfortunately missed out on uh cisco day um but i saw that you um were very inspired by cisco day and and did a short which was quite lovely i wonder if you could talk about what what made you do that um i think a couple of things i think that i think for one i appreciated just having cisco day because if i'm very honest i just feel that deep space nine still doesn't quite get its um representation not representation um it's due in nods (laughs) in in the new Trek. We've had some here and there. He's like one of us. Had... He yeah. is one of us. <laughs> of the body. He's of one the body. Of He's us. of the body. Yes. He's of the body. Of, of the body. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, facts are facts, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we have that great uh, Lower Decks episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. I thought was great. We we have a nod in Strange New Worlds where you find out that, you know, Benny Russell went on to mm-hmm. ideally mm-hmm. be a successful author. Yeah. Right. Um, we have something in Picard season three. Yeah, mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The backdrop? I don't know. The back, yeah. 
in, in the back. I mean, I listen. I was expecting when, the bucket. Um, the the bucket. We got the bucket, right? We got the bucket. What were I you expecting? expecting Worf. Um, when no, when Rafi is talking to the the unnamed mm-hmm. ominous person that's giving her the intel, I thought it was going to be uh, Doctor Bashir. Section 31. See, right? Wouldn't that have made so much sense? It would have. I was like, okay, so this is Dr. Bashir. He's in section 31 now, Mm -hmm. and he's he's gonna pop up and be like, hey, and it it wasn't. Um even like season two Picard, when they like when they start off as a vet calls it with all the shiny things, and everybody Mm -hmm. was uh getting all like like, oh, look at all the deep space nine stuff. We're gonna have a deep space nine based storyline. Psych. They gave us the tablet. They gave us the tablet. The tablet, the broken tablet. We just knew. Yeah. I was like, he's he's coming back or we're gonna get because we're looking (laughs) Mm -hmm. at the Bajoran tablet and and, you know. Mm -hmm. So I you know all that being said, you know, I just I felt like, okay, well, I wonder what would happen or what story would be told if we did get some kind of some kind of nod mm-hmm. um to to Cisco and i guess my my thought was that um i know that in the documentary the the writers Ira Ron Moore um and the other writers forgive me for not remembering all of your names i am so sorry Don't worry um, about it. yeah but, Robert they came up with that hypothetical season Eight, eight and yeah. the 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 son of of cisco joseph cisco mm-hmm. um is is part of that story and so i thought well what would have happened if maybe cisco didn't quite come back yet um mm-hmm. and i know that avery wanted to be very careful of not doing a portrayal of a, of a black man leaving a baby and father um but I, I thought, well, what if, you know, he hasn't quite come back yet? And what if, you know, things are, what if things are good with, with Jake? What if things are good with Joseph and Jake? What if, you know, things are good with Joseph and Jake and, and Cassidy? Maybe by this point, um, Grandpa Cisco was passed on. I don't know. My thought was, you know, what if now that he's an adult now, now that joseph cisco young joseph cisco is an adult mm-hmm. what if he went out looking for his dad mm-hmm. um you know and what if it just became became an obsession mm-hmm. um and so you know i just i thought well that'd be interesting to to show so uh, people please you know anyone who's listening go to my instagram you can watch it from from there it's something that i did really quick uh there's a scene of like Bajoran text that's scribbled on a journal because my thought is maybe he's looking at some some text some prophecy some some kind of answer to pinpoint when is he coming back I want to see my dad coming back Mm -hmm. um and then we've got over the the montage uh around midnight is is the piece of music that's playing oh lovely um which is for one it's a beautiful piece of, of, mm-hmm. of yes, music. I, just, I love that song i just and i listen to it sometimes when i'm in a mood around midnight mm-hmm. um but also in season uh seven in episode one of season seven when we revisit cisco after leaving the station and we're at um uh the cisco's. restaurant we're at mm-hmm. his Wait. um 
yes when we're at cisco's uh there's a shot of cisco playing on the piano and there's music in the background and i was like what is that it sounds a little familiar and he was playing around midnight wow. on the yeah. piano. okay um and so that was the inspiration to have round midnight playing throughout this montage of hmm. uh of joseph cisco looking for for ben cisco looking for his dad mm-hmm. i love that i love that yeah I love that. Is is uh Cisco your your captain? He is. He mm-hmm. is. I mean there's there's a little bit of something that I re- that I really respect in in everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think for me um Cisco for me and there's a line about this or uh in seven episode 2 of 1701 my character is texting someone else and uh there's a line that says Cisco was Obama. And for mm-hmm. me oh. Wow. You know, at that point in time, mm-hmm. you know, seeing Cisco was was like seeing Barack Obama was like seeing the first black president. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and I also have to acknowledge um, and give credit to. Uh, oh, my God. Is it Marge Sinclair? Yeah, Marge, Marge Sinclair. Sinclair. Mad. Actually, the first is the first female captain. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she didn't have And she wasn't shows. dead when we met her. Right. And, <laughs> right? So, I mean, props to, to seeing that in Star Trek Four for mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And then we have another uh, female captain, another Black female captain uh, in Next Generation. It was in season one of Next Generation. The episode was called Conspiracy. Conspiracy, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And um, she was like... She was at like Vegas years before last. She was the best of the best. And she, she got, got her captaincy uh, before Captain Kirk did. Because I think mm-hmm. at, until that point, Kirk was yeah. the youngest to be in mm-hmm. command. And then she was the youngest yep. to be a captain. So I have to pay respect to, to those captains first. But to see a black captain have his own show, mm-hmm. to have their own show, <laughs> was yes. like, yeah. yeah. So all that say yes. They did have a black um doing reunion, was it no redemption? They had um uh, a black uh woman admiral mm-hmm. because uh yeah. Picard had to explain yes. to her what he wanted her to what he wanted to do. And she said, Well, you know, I'm gonna give you my permission right now. I I, I gotta clear with but go ahead, put up put up your embargo. Mm-hmm. I said, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and her first name in real life is Fran, but I can't remember her. I think she recently passed away too. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. 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 So I remember seeing her. I'm like, okay. But you know, the that was a um a one off, but he was there all the time. He was there for seven yes. years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there were he, other black male captains too, especially in TNG. Mm-hmm. Um, there yeah. was another guy he has that rich voice, but I can't remember his name. Um, he was in TNG. I think the first season. One that became the most. Oh, then TNG. 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 Yeah. You talking about Bernie Casey, Sabrina? Yeah. yeah no, no, that's I not talking that, about. I can't no, remember his in, name. Space Nine. <clears throat> Thasmus Rasulala. I bet you that's his name because his, his that is voice, his name. His voice sounds like that would be his yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he had a he had a Constitution class ship that that blew up. Yep. 
That's his name. Oh, that's yes. oh yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was like and him and John Luke was uh, they were friends. Like, friends. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's yes. his name. Mm-hmm. He played like, in a lot black black exploitation movies, movies back in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember his voice. I was like, "Oh, I know him. I've seen yeah. him." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, see oh, those I movies know. I've seen. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we we're not gonna touch your black card. Well, thank you very yeah. much. That's we're the only not. one that counts. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, by the time, I, like going back, by the time disco, I know I'm I'm switching gears again. By the time disco came out, like how excited were you, knowing that like okay, if we have a black female captain or will be captain Mm -hmm. we have like an openly gay couple Mm -hmm. on here like who's happy and they're not like aliens yeah Um, yeah Yeah. like i mean what were your feelings around it i was i was over the moon i'll be honest with you i was just over the moon i mean one star trek was coming back after right we Mm -hmm. we had the challenges and i have to give props to to the actors and the creators like we we did have the kelvin movies um but star trek was to me star trek was really coming back it was coming back to tv tv Um, yeah and to to have sonequa at 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 the helm of it i think was freaking amazing also all my love to the disco cast Mm -hmm. and crew Mm -hmm. and production team i know that things are ending but thank you for all that you did yes yes Yes. um Talk about so being seen. Is, yeah. Um, to have to have a queer couple on the ship, knowing that we existed, I knew that we existed, that we were always there. Um, but to to have that visual confirmation mm-hmm. was did a lot for me. Um and to have them be celebrated, to have their romance be celebrated. Mm-hmm. And, and have both characters live. I mean, I know that we lost Culver for a minute, but we came right. back. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, to have that be celebrated was also uh, a big thing for me. Um, I, I think I recognized myself more in this trek than I did in any other besides Deep Space Nine. Mm. Space Nine is probably the other time that I, you know, I really felt like I recognized myself. Yeah. Um, and then in disco, I mean, to see Sonequa with these beautiful braids, right? And see, when I saw that picture, I said, "Who did the hair work?" <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Listen, right? Um, you know, so that it meant a lot. It meant a whole lot, and I was going to to be there and support and hype it and hype mm-hmm. Sonequa mm-hmm. and you know I love that oh, yeah this is everything we always talk about when we talk about disco how it it makes like like Fran said it makes you feel seen and mm-hmm. there's nothing better than that to be seen in the franchise that you love the most mm-hmm. you know it's just mm-hmm. gosh it gets everything I think we I think it has done that for most for all of us and I'm always yeah. grateful to Star Trek for that that's for sure yeah mm-hmm. and you know i i haven't quite lost hope again i know that it's i know that it's not continuing on after season five but i mean this is star trek like we just had season three of picard after 20 years some of these characters haven't been seen so mm-hmm. i 
I'm just going to say, you know, never say never and say that we'll, we'll, we will see, we will see that crew again. I just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe so. I believe so. Uh, especially uh, since um, Starfleet Academy is Academy. in that, in that time, in that, that time era. Frame. Yep. So, yep. Like, right. we'll, so we'll not see all, them. All lost or gone. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Well, we yeah. haven't seen season four, so. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> But I, well, I, I think they said that uh, stuff for the Academy in that era for a reason. Mm-hmm. I, know, agree. So. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, Antonio, I know you is, got, uh, huh? I was saying, Patani Newsom is, uh, is on the writing team for that, isn't she? Yes. yes. So, she is. Oh, so yes. She I mean, is that was the room. best news. She is the best, man. She's. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping she ends up uh, being a showrunner one day. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, because for her, because of her love of of Star Trek, she's she loves Star Trek just like we do. She knows, especially DS Nine, and she knows it. You know, she's a true geek about it. You know, she will correct you if you're wrong about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I would love to see her uh, do it, being a showrunner one day for Trek. Well, and I well, think I it, I think it's something that could happen. Oh, very oh, much so. Yeah, yeah her yeah, brain yeah. is yeah. just so fascinating and mm-hmm. creative and like i think i would just love to see any stories that she's coming up with mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. hey matt have you ever been on yes. the cruise are you thinking about going on the cruise i when when the funds are right mm-hmm. um I will, mm-hmm. I will be on the cruise i'm mm-hmm. trying to make it out there for uh for las vegas uh las vegas this year okay because i really want to go and, and be out for that mm-hmm. and know that seemed like a non sequitur but it was really because we like on the cruise tawny was like that guess she was the best part of the whole cruise you know mm-hmm. i mean it was nice to see everybody else and everything but she was out like with folks and hanging out and hanging out with us like mm-hmm. all the time like not us specifically like mm-hmm. the fans with you the know band. Yeah. and um and just so generous and just had a blast and she just brought so much creativity and like mm-hmm. spontaneity to everything and yeah. you know like i mean i think she's she's our girl yeah. you know yeah, she definitely. It's that. amazing these yeah. people who are in in this now. The the young, well, a lot of them. You see how um, they were so geeky and was such a Star Trek fan, and they still can't believe oh, I'm on Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and they're such yeah. Trekkies. Like, oh, isn't this something? Oh my gosh! I think it's so important to. Um... I mean, in, in any in any field, really, but, you know, to love the work that you do. And I think what we're seeing now with, with Trek is that we're seeing people behind the camera, on camera, that actually love the world that they're, that they're in. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Mike McMahon is, for oh me, one gosh. of those examples where, like, you know that man is a star trek fan wow. <laughs> yeah exactly look at the show TNG. he's definitely yeah. a tng fan that's for sure like he's a fan i mean uh-huh. terry metallis who just did picard yeah. the way that mm-hmm. characters this season that man is a fan yeah. i think manny koto with the enterprise that great you know that great series enterprise <clears throat> that wonderful show okay <laughs> i think he i think he knew trek too I think, I think he knew Trek. 
By the time uh, he came in, he came up into it. Yeah, in it, in and it. it was like, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. When I when I went back, you know, so and and then they canceled the guy that they canceled it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's getting on his feet, it's getting wings and whatever, yeah. and you cancel it. Footing, it was just starting to get his footing. Yes. The prize was, yes. was really good. Three and four was good. Three yeah. and four, And Manny Cotto was the one that was three yep. and four. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they were just starting to get right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't have, back then you didn't have the, you know, you had the people, it wasn't like it is now. So you have a, um, you have a fandom who is more versed. You have more stuff to look back to. You have people who grew up in the fandom mm-hmm. so you have people in the in 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 the suits who are part of the fandom now yeah. so mm-hmm. there's a lot yeah, more yeah. respect there yeah mm-hmm. where back then you know it's just a show we try right. to get this show the show's making money it was all about it's still of course about money but, show business right but at least now there are people who grew up with you know like us grew up in tng mm-hmm. and voyager mm-hmm. the, the trifecta you know people mm-hmm. grew up there and now they're you know, our age and being creatives. Um, so I think that helps a lot also. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have the love. You yeah. just gotta have the love for work. You gotta love, love for work. Yeah. 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 And, and the money. Yeah. And the money. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you can love it all you want. And, all, and also, they, also, they are really, really respectful of the fans, I'm talking about the actors and the people behind the scenes now, the actors, they're like, I never knew. I mean, they kind of told us, but we didn't know that you all were not just fans, that you are family, you know, which is some people, you know, kind of made fun of us. Oh, yeah. You know, like my my friends, you know, when, you know, I brought up start my real life in real life before these sisters, okay, they laughed at me. With Star Trek mm-hmm. and that with me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is know. a different thing. A yeah. big, a big difference, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm glad to be appreciated by the the people who who are in this in this world now, behind the camera and in front of the camera. They get it. Yeah, yeah, you know, they absolutely do. Yeah, and I think along the lines with you know when you were saying that. Um, you know, you have people that would laugh at you and, and, and not with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, um, there's something, you know, again, that is so powerful in just being your yourself um, mm-hmm. and kind of, I think what I've been trying to tell myself now is to take up space mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's, it's okay to take up space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I personally sometimes tend to like, try to make myself small be quiet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i think that there's a lot of programming that comes along with that being a person of color don't rock the boat all mm-hmm. that but i i don't know i i owe it to myself and the people in my community to to take up the space and to be as much myself as possible mm-hmm. i agree um and <laughs> I, I think you know that you're your life, your your art, your craft, if you're telling your story, um I think it's a form of ministry. And I don't mean that in terms of like God or mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just mean in terms of um 
someone else can see what you're going through and mm -hmm. learn mm -hmm. from that and your story yeah. can be terrible yeah mm -hmm. yeah else. exactly and to me that's that's why art to me is is a form of ministry because you're sharing you're sharing something you're sh sharing a story you mm -hmm. know someone's hopefully being enriched uh and enhanced by by that story yeah that's beautiful that's beautifully put you know that's so true i mean i feel like i feel like the more the older i get the more i grow into my purpose you know mm -hmm. and like i mean i love how you're talking about like taking up more space and and just showing up in your truest as your truest self yeah. you know it's a it's a hard it can be a hard thing to do you know um you know not everybody you know i'm i'm a pretty confident person but i on the inside like you know there's so many insecurities you know and and it um it takes a lot especially as we all know as 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 black people in in this yes. country to um to stand in our truth in every moment you know there our truth is compromised in so many ways all the time and it's like a constant struggle to um to just live in mm -hmm. as ourselves mm -hmm. you know we're navigating all these different spaces all the time mm -hmm. and uh you know and i and i'm sure that that's a conversation that can be had amongst like everybody but it's a, a particular to mm -hmm. black people it's a it's a different way in which we we fight to to be and, free in this society yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's it's a daily thing it's you know it's loving yourself and it's uh it is a daily choice it's a daily task mm -hmm. to love yourself and to honor yourself that is true your choice you're right mm -hmm. yeah and you just you got to make it every day and they're going to be people and things that make you forget or try to make you forget mm -hmm. try um, to put you back you to... in that spot yeah mm -hmm. or try but, to yeah. put you back in that spot but who do mm -hmm. you think you are yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am who I am. Started, and sometimes it's not like sometimes it's not even um, a negative thing. They just can't believe <laughs> that big. Yeah. You know, they're just not oh, big oh, yet. That's good, yeah. And you can't believe say, that big. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. And they're not trying to really, you know, they just don't get it. And you know, when you make a change or you're trying to create something, it's really, it's really something else because it's a, it's a solitary thing creating something and so you're all usually by yourself doing whatever you're doing um i love this particular thing that we're doing here because we're collaborating the four of us are together doing our stuff so this is this is a joy but mm -hmm. most times you know when i'm you're writing or you're creating something you know you're all by yourself and you're writing your stuff and you're like i don't know i don't know i don't know right, <laughs> right. You have those voices like is anyone gonna get this are they gonna mm -hmm. get it hmm. put that in there i don't know but <laughs> You know what? Just you, you just you never know unless you, you are. Yeah. You have to put it out unless you're authentic. Like I look at Justin Simeon. Um, Justin Simeon is a you know a Dear White People the TV show. Uh, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a character named Lionel that is a he's mm -hmm. a, a gay black Star Trek fan. Mm -hmm. um, you know Lizzo is someone else who I adore right now. Uh, yes. Right? Lizzo out here twerking, playing the flute, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, musician, mm -hmm. all just being her authentic self. Yes, um, 
and it's just you know and encouraging other people to be their authentic selves right. by you know so. i see me Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I think that's for me that's one of the things that's so inspiring about these younger generations in me that are, that are coming up like I get so excited when I see our kids just living and living it really unapologetically in a way that I was never able to do at such a young age you know mm-hmm. um, with that I mean of course like you know, you see all the stuff that I, you know, like, you know, we're, we're teenagers and we're, we're concerned about what we look about, look like all the time. You know, you can't help that. That's teen stuff, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, we all, but I mean, the choices that kids are making nowadays in terms of self-expression and in terms of like, even knowing their own identities and knowing mm. who they are, it's so different from when I was coming up and it's really it's really inspiring, you know, and, and it's, and I, and I take a lot from that, you know, every time I, uh, all my years of growing up, you know, as a product of the seventies and the eighties, and I start to look at my body changing in, in, in middle age and still think that I have, I'm supposed to have some body image that I was mm. drummed into me mm. over all those years. And yeah. I'm like, well, my middle spreading. I mean, it just is, you know, <laughs> shit, I'm 52 shit. This stuff happens, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm yeah, not a triathlete yeah. for Christ's sake, you know, <laughs> you know, but like, and, and, but what's going on is, is a conversation inside my head that there's something wrong with me for looking the way that I look you know Mm -hmm. and these kids are growing up with entirely different conversations than what I had all I had was like I mean dynasty are you kidding me (laughs) Alexis Channing was like in her 60s and she was rocking like a 20 something year old's body like what (laughs) who does this (laughs) what the fuck is this like I like this was my those were my messages, you know, like you must be, you know, and you know, so they're growing up in a whole nother world and they're just taking it all and just going fearlessly. Like I my 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 email signature is, is totally trick and it's a, it says boldly go. And that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They definitely and I are. think we're gonna I know that things look bleak in some in some ways, but I really think like you said, with younger generation expressing themselves the way that they are, I think we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to take time, but I, I think we're going to be okay. And some older people are coming out of their shells too. There are two two people on social media that I look at, it, this lady with the blue hair and this other lady who says she has on a two-piece bathing suit. She's And she says, I'm going to, she said, wear the suit. She said, I'm going to put on this suit. I got this suit on. I'm over 200 pounds. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to walk on the beach because this yeah. is who I am, baby. And, yes. you know, because, you know, we like the body image thing, you know, it's like, you know, if, if you, and then the other lady says, if you don't dye your hair, if you don't do this, then you, you're letting yourself go. If you do, <laughs> then, you know, it's like, and these women are over, you know, they're like in their fifties too, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're saying, you know, I'm going to be who I am, you know, and they have the platform to um i'm glad we have a platform that we can do it in so you know because we we weren't given especially as women we weren't given that platform you know now we're like we're older women are kind of busting out because you know i'm i'm in the store the other day and i see this older woman with this rainbow hair and i'm like 
all right, you go. You know, and she was the older. Yeah. I know she had to be yeah. in her 60s. You know, I'm like, okay, you get it. All right, I like that, you know. So, you yeah. know, it's the younger folks are, are needing it, but there are some, so they're bringing along some of us uh, geezers too. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think we're, we're inspired by them. I think that's yeah. what it is, yeah. Yeah. Because those are, those people we're talking about are, not you know are like our grandchildren or our children so Mm -hmm. you know they inspire us so Mm -hmm. we definitely had something to do with that i mean Mm -hmm. yeah if Mm -hmm. they're if they're coming out like these are our children our grandchildren so we've we 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 accept them i know i i accept a lot more things than my parents did that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) and i accept things that i when i was young a young person um i accept a lot more things now than i did when i was in my 20s uh, mm-hmm. maybe early 30s you know and I accept it more readily um, mm-hmm. and mainly because I have I raised children so I don't want my children to ever think that I don't love them because of who they are so mm-hmm. you know when they tell me they're this or that um, you're like okay mm-hmm. you just okay yeah. and when you have parents are like okay yep that okay mm-hmm. I mean I'm gonna learn to live with it because I got you, yeah. I, you That's know, I ain't going nowhere, is. you know, because we're, you know, we're hover parents, so <laughs> you're well, not I, going anywhere, so yeah, I think that's what's mom, been going on. Um, I'll tell you a story about my, my mom really quick, you know, she, you know, we had a time with me coming out, and, mm-hmm. you know, that was, that was a process, but I remember one, one day, uh, long story short, there was a divorce that happened and mm-hmm. so that was a really rough time mm-hmm. and uh the house that we were in we you know we had to leave and so she's trying to sell the house and she had had a day it had been a day and um there was this gay bar that i go to called the silver fox which mm-hmm. was down the block from where we had to go to uh discuss get rid of the house i can't remember if we had to get praise or whatever it was but there was an office that we were at so anyway, the gay bar that I would go to was like down the block. And so we left the office. I could see that she was just drained and she had a day. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, jokingly, I said, well, you know, there's this gay bar that I go to all the time. <laughs> and th- I'm thinking, you know, that, you know, it's just going to be, you know, dismissed or whatever. But she said, you know what? Let's go. I said, let's go. I, I I said, oh, oh, it's it's right this way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went. We went to the Silver Fox, and like this is like five o'clock in the afternoon. She talked to the bartender that I had been knowing for like a year, two years at that point. And they were chatting <laughs> up, talking about me. I saw a substitute teacher in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, biology. He was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, I, like, you know, I say that five o'clock. I can't even come in here at five o'clock. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I say that to say, you know, it's just it is, you know, the older generation as well helping mm-hmm. and you know saying, hey, it's all right. Go ahead, mm-hmm. go ahead. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't have to be like my parent. You know, I can be different. The generational things can stop with me, mm-hmm. you know. Right, uh, yes. Uh-huh. You know, it, uh-huh. it, it can yes. stop with me. And, you know, as far as I um, I have a lot of atheist uh, friends on social media, and um, I can 
truthfully say that my friends and my family, it makes no difference to them. It's not a, you know, not, I don't have to worry about being ostracized. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, either way, because in the black community, it's getting better, but the religion has a lot to do with the homophobia mm-hmm. that exists. Yes. You know, it has a lot to do with it. Yes, so, ma'am. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, you know, I mean, how can you like put your child out because you believe in this this edit that came from somewhere else? How can you ostracize your child or, you know, how how can you do that to yeah. someone that, you know, your child, how, how can you not love your child? Because something says, or this people say that, you know, it's bad and it's wrong and it's immoral and all that. So the uh, as far as homophobia in the black community, the religion uh, aspect has a lot to do with it. So, Absolutely, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Porter, so. um, it was Billy Porter that said the first thing that they take from you know from the queer community is like is is your spirituality. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that gets taken once you mm-hmm. come out. Mm-hmm. You know? So. You know, I've been lucky in 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 that I've I had people who actually know me, and it doesn't make a difference that I don't believe in God. That it doesn't make a difference that I'm queer. You know, it doesn't make a a difference that I'm a Star Trek fan. They just say, "Oh, that's Fran. That's her. She's you know, <laughs> that's Fran. You know, that's just hers." Like they're not shocked, you know, because <laughs> yeah. so, I've been. Like this, a, a long decades, <laughs> decades, decades. You know, you imagine going into. Oh yeah, I forgot that part too. I'm a recovering addict. You know, mm-hmm. so imagine going into a twelve step meeting thirty four years ago with a megaphone in my mouth talking about I'm an atheist. Yeah, and I stood mm-hmm. my ground the whole time I was in there. Yeah, so, that was not going down well. well. I've gone through it, guys. Mm-hmm. I've gone through it. It's it's something, but. People who know me accept me for, and and I think that's why I could keep on speaking up about it because there were people who who gravitated toward me and knew me and said, "You are who you are, mm-hmm. you know, you are who you are," and I love who you are. Yeah. So yeah. and you know, it's it's, but I a lot of people are not that fortunate. Hmm. I love you too, friend. <laughs> I, you know you friend. I know y'all do. I know. <laughs> y'all do i know, I know. <laughs> you know but it's kind of it's, it's kind of um it's kind of this life that i've lived and been with all those roles that i play has been enlightening and difficult so but more enlightening i think difficult at times but more enlightening mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so mm-hmm. well you know matt we love you too yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love y'all. I mean, this is one of the reasons why, you know, like Yvette was talking about at the beginning of the show, we have so much respect for you because, you know, you didn't sit back. You said, let me create and let let me create what I need to see, what I needed to see. Let me put it out there for somebody else. Let me stand in my truth. And, you know, and you're doing the thing. You know, you're doing the thing and you're doing it really well. And, you know, and you make us laugh. You're so damn funny. Your skits are hilarious. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just 
like I go back and I watch every once in a while, like, you know, like I'll watch it and I'll just go back and watch something else again, you know, just because, because you make me laugh and it's still funny, like each time, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and, and so we're super proud of you. Like, I mean, I know like Sabrina's the only one who's actually, well, did you meet Yvette too? Well, the, whoever was out at STOV, I know you met Sabrina, but I feel like you're one of us and, and you're ours and we adopted you. So, you know, when you come out this way, you away from mama. Don't worry, mama. We got him. <laughs> yeah, we got him. <laughs> Do you care to say where you live? I mean, what area? Oh, yeah. I'm, um, so I'm in Anaheim, California right now. Oh, um, my gosh. Okay. You're out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm out there. Um, looking to be in a... <laughs> um, looking to get to, to Long Beach pretty soon. Um, okay. mm-hmm. actually gonna go to I'm going to New York next week. I'm gonna see my dad in New York. Oh, uh, cool. what part of New York? Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I, said, Both I, sides I know you were gonna say that. Like, my dad, uh, my dad is in, in Brooklyn Heights, and my mom's side of the family, everybody on my mom's side of the family is out there, and they're in Bed Stuy. Um, all right. I said that for Stuyvesant, but I, when I was there, I knew it as Bed Stuy. That's right. It, it's Bed Stuy. It, it, even even people, I know the that's new what people is. call it. I do too. And I thought it was Bed Stuy. That's all I've heard. The new neighborhood calls it. You know, right. The, the Bedford oh, Stuyvesant. No. No. <laughs> oh, the new oh, Bedford Stuyvesant. Oh, okay. Yes, Bedford Stuyvesant. But no. Bedford Stuyvesant. <laughs> It's best uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I was there as a kid. It was it was Bed Stuy, and so uh, that's where um where my mom's side of the family is. They're on Bed Stuy, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be out there soon. Well, you so look you, up your so sisters your family, when you got time. If you got time, you look up your sisters while you're on the East yeah, Coast. Yeah, we're on the East Coast, so so, so we can all, all right. take care of you too. I I appreciate it. Thank you. I want to have you back on. Like, there's just like so much more for us to talk about. Like, can you imagine if we all did a top 10 together? Come on. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, right? <laughs> that would be fun. I like it. Wouldn't that be dope? I would be so, I'm so down. Listen. Okay. Okay. We're going to make that happen. Yeah. As long as okay. you don't say like the whole season is one. Follow the assignment. (laughs) He looks like he's one of those people, like all of season four. (laughs) Oh, you mean like Yvette? Yeah. Of course, we're talking about Yvette. Did I say a season? Yeah, I think you said two seasons. You you said season. Well, five and six. It was all of season five. Season five is number two. (laughs) the entire season number three is the last 10 episodes of season seven (laughs) well because the last 10 episodes of season seven is the dominion war it's a per arc it's all one however season five is just fire (laughs) i'm almost I'm, I'm in my, you know, my nightly watch of of Deep Space Nine because it's usually what's on my TV. Like as I'm falling asleep, is is in season four. We're ramping up to season five. I'm like, oh, you baby. know, I'm not going to be able to watch this as I fall asleep now, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you, now you got to go and just got to keep continuing. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I am the same way. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's going to be, oh, Matt, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We're so happy you came on the show. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. So Yvette, you want to let people know where they can uh, give their thoughts on anything that we've discussed today or whether they can tell Matt uh, if they watched um, 1701, a blurred story or anything like that, because we did. And if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. You can find it on YouTube, by the way. Yes. 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 Oh, yeah. You want to do that real quick? You want to give people your, I'm sorry, Yvette. Mm -hmm. You want to give people all the information of where they can find you? Oh, uh, yes. Go ahead and uh, find me on Instagram at 1701BLERD. The link, the link to episode two is on the, on the profile in the bio. And you can also find episode one that way as well. Stay tuned for episode three. I am editing. Um, I am I'm editing episode three episode three was a lot of fun it's it's different in some ways again we go deeper with some uh some stuff that we talk about in episode two um there's some Borg in there (laughs) we'll see how the Borg are manifest themselves in this this episode that's a good Um, teaser right there yeah so yeah that's what I'll say. Yeah. At 1701BLERD on Instagram. Yay. And TikTok. You're on TikTok too, right? And I'm on TikTok. That one's a little hard to explain on uh Yeah, on don't worry about it. Just say TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will find you. TikTok, find me. Because when I was making the name on TikTok, I accidentally separated a letter. So oh. I'm like, oh, man. Now I got to wait 30 days until I can change the name. <laughs> Long story short. <laughs> we'll find you anyway oh yeah <laughs> all right light them up all right you can find us at sci-fi sisters.com that's s-y-f-y-s-i-s-t-a-s.com join us on the mothership that's m-u-t-h-a-s-h-i-p and the sci-fi sisters book club both on facebook on Instagram and TikTok, sci-fi.sisters. And we are also on the Twitter at Sci-Fi Sisters. Become a patron of Sci-Fi Sisters today at patreon.com forward slash Sci-Fi Sisters. The Trek Geeks Network's presenting sponsor is Fansets. Go to fansets.com for pins and memorabilia from all your favorite franchises. Visit fansets.com and use Trek Geeks, all caps, for your exclusive 10% discount. After listening to this podcast, please rate us and write a review. We may just read it on an upcoming episode. And of course, we got to give a shout out to our baddest engineer, the baddest engineer in any and all universes. He's Dose the Anonymous One. Dose, 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 You can find him on Instagram at dose underscore the anonymous underscore one he's responsible for all the music you hear on our show and the engineering skills so if you need him look him up he'll be around for you too we love you guys thank you for listening peace love and hair grease people Hey everybody, it's Sister Tamia here with a shorty shout out. 
we want to thank the following people for contributing to the Sci-Fi Sisters and helping us grow. Rita Passant Nethersole, Marcus Bigham, Mark Richmond, Bill Erickson, Zakia Graham, Linda Andereg, Travis Taylor, Jeffrey Cochran, Olda Klein, Peter Heisler, Olga Krabchuk, TJ Jackson Bay, Liza Albright, Kaylea Zawacki, Wayne Ritz, Sam Drope Dickinson, Stephanie Baker, Sailor Marge, Stephanie Dole, Starbase Centaur 4210 Productions, Jamal Taylor, Scott Jensen, Ann Bradley, J.R. Poole, Howard Hogan, L.M., The Chief Ernesto Castagna, Timothy Baum, Dave A. Gregory, Eve England, Dafid Balston, Karen Dramera, Sue K., Anne Marie, Muhammad Noor, Susan V. Gruner, and Anna Post. Thank you all so much for your patronage. We love you.